Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode 108 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single week is... Sasha motherfucking Black. Sasha motherfucking Black. Feels really bittersweet saying that intro now. I know. Like, so for people who haven't listened to the last episode, or maybe this is your first episode, I'm really sorry to tell you that this is the final episode of Next Level Authors. Um, so what will usually be our format will kind of forego and I say usual format but we tend to like change it and fuck it up every week anyway so (laughs) it's not like we're kind of changing anything too rigid um but how's your week been Sasha it's been a weird week Dan weird week (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean I had to say it I had to say it um it has been it has been a little bit of a weird week I think because I've been in a post-covid fog um I'm fully like there's obviously no cold symptoms left except I did wake up with a banging headache this week, this week, today. Um, But I am left with quite significant levels of exhaustion. Now, I would say that they are easing already. I tend to have two really tired periods. It's taken me a really long time to get going in the morning, Um, like much longer than it would normally and I already take a long time to get going in the morning um and then I tend to get very tired at the end of my working day much more tired than I am usually so um but but you know that is an improvement even on two or three days ago so I am Mm -hmm. getting there um and then it's been weird because I've been working really hard to clear the decks so that I can just write and work on the stuff that's important. And I'm kind of getting there. And it's meant that I have powered through a book that I'm working on. And I'm like finally just doing the work, doing the important stuff. And I feel really good. And I've like, I've stopped going to a lot of sprint groups. I've stopped doing a lot of things. And I I, I am finding that mentally I'm a little bit... Um, I don't know I'm having less contact with people I already don't have much contact with people and that is a problem for one reason but also I'm getting more work done so that is obviously a benefit <laughs> on the other side so I don't know like it's been yeah it's been interesting I have really enjoyed getting words on the page I've enjoyed mixing up how I'm working I've enjoyed like I'm trying to do I'm, I'm basically using Alana Johnson's method so I got to interview her this week nice Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. And she, so what, the, funnily enough, the day that I interviewed her, I had worked on nonfiction in the morning and I'd kind of hit, I tapped out at that point. I tapped out, but I wasn't tapped out energy wise. I just tapped out all of the thoughts that I had on that book at that point, which was about two and a half, 2,600 words, something like that. And then I was like, oh, I've still got more in me. So I just flipped to a different project and like 
doubled my word count. And I was like, whoa. And I don't know that I can always do that. But um, I mentioned this to her and she was she talked about how she had a primary project. So that would always be her first project. And if she could keep going in a day, she would keep going on that project. But if she hit the wall, then she would flip to a secondary project, which mm-hmm. like wasn't on deadline. And I was like, that is genius like that is a really good way of Mm -hmm. of looking at it so yeah I think that I'm probably going to trial that the other interesting thing is that she said her systems only work for about four months and then there'll be some life change that will shift things Uh, and she'll have to experiment again yeah Yeah, I feel that I was like oh that's really interesting so like I feel like that might work for me right now might Mm -hmm. not work for me come the summer but I think maybe for this quarter that's what I'm going to try and do so love that yeah yeah Weird. No, <laughs> it has been. Um, it's been a good week. Um, but like, I definitely echo that. What Elena says about how things will change over, however, few months. And I think one, th- I, I, I was featured on this is horror podcast. Um, this week I spoke to the guys a couple of weeks ago, and even within that, I'm kind of, I'm really fixated at the minute on this principle of seasonality because I think in my head, I'm always there's always that thing in the back of my head jumping back to say 2016, 2017 when I was like flat out and I was the amount of stuff I did. And if you could define what I thought productivity was, that was it. Like there wasn't a spare second in the day where I wasn't doing something. Um, and there's always that thing in the back of my head that is going, well, why can't you do that now? Why, why can't you feel that now? And the truth is life is very different now. And my work is very different now. And my priorities are very different now. And so finding whatever it is that works for me at this point is kind of more of my priority. And as long as I'm getting stuff done, that's, that's my, my mark, my measure of success. So I am a seasonal writer because of my life situation not Mm -hmm. necessarily because of that I'm naturally that but like for example I barely write anything in the summer yeah which is interesting because um I'm getting I'm in the process of getting Jonathan Jans back on my podcast who uh for people who follow great Riot share he's a very very like inspiring horror author who he's a full-time teacher so he does all of his writing in summer like he can't, he does his ideas, he like jots things down, but he focuses on teaching. And then when it comes to summer, he is just writing flat out for, you know, it's America. So it's like 10, 12 weeks. So that's when he gets his two, three books done. And it's, wow. yeah. And I, I, I kind of love just seeing other people's um, ways of working, but yeah, my week, so my week, I think what I'm learning is the possibilities of what I'm capable of when I don't have a ghostwriting deadline looming. I mean, I do at the minute, but I think, I mentioned this last week in having handed in my notice, there's this sort of unleashing of creative energy. Mm. So I have read a lot of horror over the last couple of weeks, like a lot of horror books that I am very much enjoying. I have started, I've I've made a list. I've made a list. I've stolen Empire Online's list of the top 50 horror films of all time, because whenever I get into conversations with horror authors, I'm much more of a horror reader than a horror uh, movie buff. But what I really am interested in is understanding more of the horror culture so um, I sat down and I watched Hereditary this week. I watched Jaws. That was in the top 50. Um, I've now got sort of queued up to watch all your, like, your screams, your Halloweens, your nightmare. Um, Have you not seen them? Nope. What? I, no, exactly. I've seen Scream 4. I know. I, the thing is, oh I, know, I know what they're about, but I've never seen them. So I, this is interesting. As a teenager, I would only watch horror. Mm. I now refuse to watch horror. <laughs> which I think is hilarious, but Scream and like Halloween, all of that shit was like staple movie watching for me as a, as a teen. I take it you've seen The Exorcist. No. Shut the f- 
fuck up. My my teenage horror me? films were Poltergeist, The Shining, and the Saw franchise. Okay. Yeah. So I don't I think oh, it's because you're a child. That's like, yeah, Saw was just, <laughs> just after me. I haven't seen Poltergeist. And what was the other one? Poltergeist is an old film. Oh, The Shining. That should definitely be in your wheelhouse. I've seen bits of The Shining. I haven't seen the, the bit of The Shining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, like I, I definitely feel this sense of direction. Um, I've put down 5,000 words on the new horror novella, which is insanely purple, but I am enjoying writing it. Um, I've gone through and redesigned my entire personal website because um, obviously with Activated Authors now, like I'm, I am still trying to get some some kind of division between my fiction and my nonfiction. And um, one thing that I'm really, really conscious of being is uh, if I'm coaching other authors is being a working author as well. I know I've said that before. I don't want to be the author that, or the coach that doesn't produce and focuses too much on the coaching that I then lose touch with the publishing and everything else. So I'm, I'm trying to be more specific and more key on that. But yeah, it's been, it's been a week where I have found myself in the evenings going, I should probably rest. And then realizing that I'm really enjoying redesigning a website and being like, well, what's wrong with this? Like, why, why force myself away from something I'm enjoying? Like, it's, it's, it's kind of, and I'm sure you'll understand this, sometimes the blur of like what work and what pleasure is, mm. is difficult because we know in our heads we should step away because it's like you shouldn't work all day. But at the same time, like, is this, is this work? Because I'm just enjoying designing something. Yes. Oh, it's such a hard uh uh, conflict to, mm. to to go through i i understand that on an intimate level <laughs> well even sitting back and watching a, a horror film in the evening you could class that as work because it's research like i'm right? doing it to educate every, myself on my genre exactly every book i read that is in the genre i want to write mm-hmm. is technically working because i'm my brain is deconstructing yeah but but also it gives me loads of energy pennies so like it, it 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 becomes that when when you're like when you create a words are so hard right now for me like when you create just a, try not to cry a business that is your life <laughs> do you know what I mean like our yes. business is our life it's not just a job that we go to well I came across um someone speaking on the podcast and it's like when does it stop being a job and when does it start becoming an obsession and also when there's well obsession, I like obsessions I don't well, think this there's is it like wrong with obsession well no some people see obsession as very very negative connotations but yeah on well, the other some hand people like, are wrong yeah and on the other hand it's like <laughs> the, the people that tend to excel in what they do are obsessed, are obsessed. with what they do exactly baby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah have you um have you read uh, be obsessed or be average no but that sounds right up my alley <laughs> <laughs> so like he, ah, he everything's fine he will wind you up but I do think that there is some like he hasn't has the ego the size of a planet I'm just going to get the name of it <laughs> um hang on one second it's Grant Cardone I haven't finished it I'm like part way through in fact I'm part way through three audiobooks I don't normally do that but um I listen to an audiobook in ages oh my god I listen to probably yeah well I do that as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I listen to probably two a month two or three a month I reckon what do you yeah what's something you've enjoyed this week well the last NLA Q&A that was one of mine oh no oh no oh no (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
oh dad what are we doing um okay so definitely that I would say uh, John Wick 2 the movie and also Gunpowder Milkshake which was another movie about um librarians who, librarians who are also assassins and it's a Sky original it was brilliant and it's got Cersei Lannister in it I can't nice. remember her real name but anyway it's got her in it no that's not that's her that I don't know what her real name is anyway it's got her in it and it was really good I really enjoyed it it was just it was like Kill Bill meets Lara Croft meets Assassin's Creed wow <clears throat> yeah and um anyway so I really enjoyed that um yeah really enjoyed John Wick too I really like John Wick it is just brilliant like I shouldn't like it it's one of those films that I'm like I really shouldn't enjoy this but it's so good so <laughs> I can't like we're gonna rent the third one I think possibly this weekend nice. um yeah so what was that show that you recommended to me a while back that I I remember the first <laughs> episode it's like a woman who has like something inside her and then she goes to like a nunnery and then it's all like <laughs> That that's, is for people listening on the podcast. That's that's my sound effect for kung fu. Um, I know, I know it. It's on Netflix, and it's got a girl who's slightly tanned on it. Um, yeah, you talk, and I'll find it. Okay. You tell me what you've enjoyed. Yeah, so I've got a few things. Number one, obviously, the last night's um, Patreon live. It was really we had a really good turnout for that, and it was really nice to see some old faces we've not seen in a while. Um, I drank a couple of ciders that I didn't realize were kitted out with elephant tranquilizers um they were like double <laughs> they were double as alcoholic as i thought they were so that got to my head very very quickly which was fun um but yeah just having all the support from everyone on the the patreon gone what is it warrior none warrior none there we go yeah as in warrior not as in warrior yeah like, oh no um <laughs> but yeah it's was, it was just really nice to see all the old faces um come out they're in... not old don't insult them well i'm quite young um we've established this um and yeah just kind of having that that chat answering questions and just sort of sharing the end with the people um and then the other the other two saying the end yeah (laughs) i said to sasha at the start of this if we don't like read the intro if we don't read the outro this podcast never ends like we could just literally leave it on silence (laughs) for eternity just have it as like a rolling live stream just quiet and every now and then just you go (laughs) (laughs) um The other, the other two things uh, I've enjoyed. One of them um, is, well, so one of them is fiction, one of them is nonfiction. The nonfiction I'm still in the process of reading, but so far I'm really enjoying it. It's The Psychology of Money by Morgan Hounsell, um, which in my research on sort of money mindset and finance, that has been sort of the consistent book that keeps popping up. So I grabbed a copy of it and um, I'm only sort of a couple of chapters in, but it is fantastic and it suits me to, down to the ground because it's it's not about facts and figures. It's about psychology of money and behavior and how people view money how people use money and how yeah just just a lot of that stuff so I'm really enjoying that um and then I finished reading a book by um Clive Barker which the Hellraiser films were originally based on uh, the Hellbound Heart and that was a great gripping fantastic read and uh, it kind of reminds me that that is the type of prose that I want to be writing um not as purple as Ray Bradbury, but definitely sort of around the, the Clive Barker mark. And I know that's a big thing to say, but that is truly the, the prose that I enjoy. So that's kind of what I'm trying to get to with my own writing. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, level ups. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, Renee says writing five days a week, and that was unheard of for me. I listen to productivity for writers anywhere. I can find it on a loop every day. This has made the difference for me. Love it. Oh, perfect. Um, straight into comments, isn't it? Okay, so comments from last week. Karen said, Sasha, I loved your historical fiction rant, but in true rebel fashion, you now make me want to prove that there is historical fiction that you would enjoy. That is fast paced, contemporary language and not overly wordy. When you've recovered from your current reads and COVID, please let me send you a book. (laughs) (laughs) And then S.W. Miller, sorry, Shane Miller said, I hate it. I hate it fucking hate it I needed that and he so he's obviously quoted me as to the question you know you're holding yourself back when everything is telling you to do something because it will benefit your business and personal life but you're scared to take the leap so take the leap and then CJ said um I write historical fiction with paranormal twists but I laughed out loud at Sasha I know I'm holding myself back when my ruminating becomes a spiral And then um, we've got quite a few comments, obviously, about the fact that the show is ending. So Mm -hmm. CJ says, also gutted by the news, guys, but I get it. I get it, but I'm gutted. Put that in a song, someone, please. An NLA relationship ending song from the album Weird Week. And then (laughs) (laughs) we've got some more comments on Patreon. So Janelle said, oh, the end of an era. Love that you're role modeling when to change things up and say no. Thanks. Thank you both for your generosity, swearing and support. I'm going to miss NLA. Congratulations, Dan and Sasha. HB said, thank you for all of the content and, and, and encouragement and the challenges you guys rock. Cassie said, thank you both. It's been lovely to grow with you and get to know, know you, both of you. Your unwavering support and fun have been a constant light for me on Sundays watching these podcasts. I can't wait to watch and see how you both continue to level up. One of your many supporters, although the sassiest. Uh, Eden said, I just want to say I think you're both awesome. I listen slash watch watch each episode when they come out and have thoroughly enjoyed watching your journeys and while I'm sad that the podcast is coming to an end I know that it'll give you room and time to create even more amazing things. Rianne said it's been a fun two years I'm sad the podcast is coming to an end but I can't wait to see what else you get to work on. Thank you for the content encouragement and advice you've given. We'll miss NLA but here's to bigger and better things. Wishing you both the best for all the future um <clears throat> endeavors two more ara said thank you both so much for an amazing couple of years your podcast has been the best start to my sunday mornings and the q a is both informative and a massive bag of laughs you're both amazing role models and saying no to things is a lesson we all need to learn so awesome slash rebellious and finally brett said thanks for all the advice the giggles and all of the caffeinated clusterfuckery best of luck <laughs> in your future endeavors oh man <laughs> so i have an announcement I'm starting a new podcast. It's called the Level Up Podcast. <laughs> um, it's by myself. <laughs> I'm going solo. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to Justin Timberlake this shit. <laughs> Love it. Hell's now. Hell's now. Wouldn't dream of it. Man. Okay. So I guess we we dive into the final questions. Um, plural. So we started this podcast two years ago, uh, around April time. So we're kind of literally just past the official two year mark. Um, and we were very, very different people back then in many ways. A lot of what we do is still the same at the core, but obviously a lot has changed. What, so, what year did we start? 2020, 2020 mate. 
Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. We hadn't. This was just before the end of our first year. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. So I went back um, yesterday and listened to the first episode, and so much of it is talking about you know balancing our client work and you know building businesses and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I I kind of gave you a bit of forewarning on on this question because it it just helps to um, well which I say that and then I've lost. Oh, I know where the notes are. Um, so the first question is oh my god this is just totally symbolic of this entire show there we go how has this show helped to shape your author business ah i think it has helped to give me the clarity or the time and headspace to think about things that are important and therefore that has helped me know what I do and don't want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that is probably, I don't know how, I don't, how many questions are there? And I can, I mean, there's two main ones, but we can talk around them and we can, and also <laughs> if my dog suddenly explodes in barking, I've just said it, I've just seen it is prick up. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so we can, we can dig in, we can go around it. I think, yeah, I think the the headspace is the thing that's been really important. And I kind of said that that's the thing that I am the most worried about losing because mm. I'm not very good at giving myself headspace. I can't get that yeah. impression from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it is the thing that I don't do very often, but it is also the thing that usually gives me the most clarity. Um, I often don't know what I think until I've written it down. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm also not really a journaler. I did journal for a long time until I went to university and then I stopped at university, but I don't feel like journaling is a thing that I need now. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably, it's also, and I, we said this last night, it has also taught me that despite what I say, I can collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> not very well, but I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> So like that is also something that it's taught me. And that is, you know. I'm going to nick that as a blurb for my book. <laughs> that's, that's my testimonial. I got Sasha Black to collaborate with the principles <laughs> in this book. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's probably the, the a couple of the main things. How about you? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's very much along the same vein. It's a check-in, it's reflection, it's giving. Like, I, I think one of the things that we did quite well is because we knew what we were up to at each time, it meant that we could ask very, very specific targeted questions that mm. sort of challenged what we were doing or helped to make us sort of think a bit more deeply about where we were going. Yeah. Um, and that, that has been helpful. And in those moments where the questions asked, and then we, we basically say like, Oh, you fucker. Like that's, that's always been a good thing. Yeah. Because it has meant that that thing that you tried not to formalize yeah. or think about too much needs attention, not just for yeah. yourself, but obviously, you know, for, for listeners, because um, we've tried to be as transparent as possible with this journey. <laughs> we, well, we I have, think we, we always used to like be um, bastards to each other. So that when we say like, you fucker, it's usually because the other person knows what's going on. And uh-huh. so is asked a targeted question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's definitely like, that's that's helpful and as I say even though there are certain things that happen on the podcast in terms of like the thing and like other secrets that have been kept like they've never been kept from a point of us not wanting to tell the audience they've always been uh, held back from a point of we literally can't tell you this at this point because it would be um it wouldn't be beneficial to the situation or whatever's going on or like we just legally can't um but yeah it's reflection is is a big part of that and I think as well just 
the timing of it. So not only are we very, very similar in terms of how long we've been full-time authors, um, we met at a point in which you were starting a podcast. I had podcasts, like I was looking into, well, I I wasn't looking, I, I had the idea of nonfiction. You were like, do nonfiction. And, you know, there were sort of things that we could share each way. Um, and just going on that journey with another author and seeing what they're doing and then being able to look at your business and say, like, I love what you do there, but I, I wouldn't do that stuff and vice versa. And like knowing who we are independently, but still able to work together and talk has been um, just a, a, an invaluable experience. And then as well, just just a weekly check-ins, especially during COVID, because they really were the um, bookmarks, the sort of like stop points that reminded me that a week had passed. And I said that on last night's um, Patreon Live, but especially during the pandemic, I think that was fundamental in just a lot of mental health and sort of like headspace around that period. So, yeah, and I think, um, so the next question, has your definition of success changed since the first episode? And if you want, I can uh, reread what your definition of success was. I've got them up here. So my definition was (laughs) earn six figures from the business, surpass my income from my old day job, work for yourself um, and don't do any client work and have a future pot for pensions and savings so I think I think the six figures is now seven (laughs) good um at least and then uh surpass my income from my old day job that's done and checked off which is amazing yeah not only did I surpass it I surpassed it by like 10% 10% I think 10 love that something like that I smashed through it essentially love that congratulations yeah. last year so last year I had a 35% increase in turnover and a 30% net profit increase damn so, yeah it was a big year it was a big year and and the thing is like the the impact of ticking that off isn't really the achievement what the benefit for me is the self-belief it's restored in me because when I quit my day job I was like I don't know what if I can never beat my my income what if I can never earn enough what if I can never what if I never go past that old figure Mm -hmm. Um, and I think even though like part of me knew that I would I just had to hold on long enough also a part of me really genuinely wasn't sure because you're in uncharted waters, right? You just yes. don't know. You've never run a business like this before. So how do you know? You can't know. And so in doing that and surpassing it, now I'm like, oh, what well, else am I capable of? Right. Now there's no ceiling. Now there's no boundary. There's, there's nothing but success in front of me, right? And now I'm hungry. Because now I've got something to prove. Like, I'm like, okay, I proved that <laughs> I could beat my old day job income. Now I'm going to crush everyone. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, Jesus, the birth <laughs> so, of the super villain. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, play, I'm playing up to the, the, yes, the villain yes. thing. Um, yeah, so like that has been, that has been so healing for me. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to explain. So that that's good. The working for myself, no client work. Yeah, that's, you know, I don't think that's long away. Um, but also I really enjoy the client work that I do. So it's really hard to get rid of it when you do actually quite enjoy it. Um, and then the future pot for pension and savings. Yeah, I was talking to my um, accountant uh, this, this month, last month, whenever it was, and um, sort of figured out 
a way of doing that or, or two ways. I've just kind of got to decide which what I want, to, which one I want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, so has my definition of success changed? I think it's got bigger. Hmm. And I think that's because I now know what I'm capable of, or I know that I'm capable of surpassing everything I thought I was capable of. So therefore, what am I capable of now? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that like there will always be a monetary goal. I need to beat my dad's income. <laughs> 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 and he earns a lot. So I need to beat that. Um yeah, I do I do think working for myself. I uh, funnily enough, there is ah oh, in true non-transparent transparency style, there are things appearing that are not to do with writing that I want. Mm. And businesses that I think I will venture into and yeah like there I want a I want a big life I want a big life I want to have a big impact I want to help a lot of people so yeah I don't know like it's a it's the same and it's not the same I think the other thing that I would add into that is that I want a period in my life where I am nomadic Mm. um and that is something that I have always wanted and I missed it um between college and university because I did the international baccalaureate and they sent off the wrong grades so I didn't get the places and then they missed out modules so I nearly failed um and so I didn't get into the universities that I wanted. So I had to fight and go through clearing. And at the, and then I was the last year on the thousand pound fees. So I was like, if I don't go now, I'm going to end up paying a buttload of money to go to yeah. university. So I went then and then, you know, life happens and you roll. And so I never got to do it after university. So, yeah, when I think the kiddo goes to university, I probably am going to be nomadic, I think, for a little while. There is a lot of travel that I want to do. And there, I definitely think that travel needs needs to be a part of what I of what success is to me like when I am financially able to do all of the trips that I want to do like this past weekend we I went to trail finders um to price up a particular trip and I was just like like it's just out of my I just can't quite afford it Mm -hmm. and um like almost almost but not quite so yeah I think when I am able to drop everything and go on the trips that I want to go on whenever I want to go on them mm-hmm. that that is gonna that will be a marker of success for me yeah I think and then there are like there are yeah I mean there, there's the big things and then there's lots of little things as well you know but they're like the little yeah. flags that we, you know so yeah 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 I think um similarly for me I feel like a big sense of optimism yeah. around stuff that's happening like that that first year as we've kind of said many times is it's survival and not really like in a negative way. I think you say survival and you think of people sort of like scratching for pennies and really struggling like that, that wasn't the thing, but there is a constant um, need and drive to prove to yourself and everyone around you, like that this is doable. And it's hard because it's, it's the beginning stages and, you know, birth isn't meant to be clean. <laughs> Did everyone like keep checking in on you? Like, are you okay? I mean, like, are you okay financially? Do you need anything? Like, do you need No, anything? I was, oh, no, really? I, I live miles from, people so they kind of don't disturb me all that much which is quite nice oh, okay yeah okay um but yeah like I 
so interestingly i have recently put together like a big vision board because what i've realized was i was doing one every year um and like one or two things were changing and i was spending money getting these printed where like one or two things was changing and i wanted to look like rather than look at the next year i want to look at like the big things that i want in life because i feel partly because of this podcast partly because of just the journey that i'm on like i i have a, a very strong sense of direction now like so like just mentally so so much has changed um and i went back and i found my old vision board from 2020 get a house get a dog and over two and a half grand a month done like smashing that um what were some of the other things on there winner bram stoker haven't haven't done that yet um but like i basically went through and was like all but two of these i've done and i hadn't given myself that reflection to acknowledge that you know they they can just be scribbled out and, and ticked off and now i've kind of created a new vision board which is like the big visions of like some of the big things that i want to achieve I still remember that conversation with you when you were in my house and we were doing a strategy day and you were like, wait, you know what you want in like 10 years time. And you were like, you have goals at the end of like the goals. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. like don't you? And no. you were like, no. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, and I think again, sort of if we if we go into reflection and like get a bit personal for a second, like my last few years have been very, very turbulent. Um, I haven't been in the position where I have really known what comes next because of you know relationship stuff because of moving because of finance because of like this kind of like job and just switching around and things like it has been a very turbulent few years and I'm now in a position where you know I'm much more stable in this house I've got like a life that I'm building um and that definitely gives a chance to go okay I can breathe and not worry about that so what is next um and so yeah I've got like there are there are things that have always sort of been in the back of my head that I've wanted to do and as time goes on I realize like now more than ever how much I want those things um so yeah that that was just it was for me that was a really interesting exercise to be able to go by and be like done 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 and tick those off and like you say with with money um I I definitely had a ceiling that I couldn't really define and I think one of the best things I've done for myself in the last year and a half two years is look at ways to take what I love and build it into a system that can scale. Um, like everything that I'm building, everything that I put out at the minute is built and designed in a way in which it's centered around the idea of scaling. So when I originally put out Great Writers Show, it was very much like, I just want to put out a podcast. I just want to speak to other authors. There was no real f- thought about how widely that would go or what I could do with that. Whereas everything I do now, as well as it being you know passionate and something I want to do is, okay, where does this fit in? And how are other people doing that? And is there a way that I can do this to minimize all the extra admin, all the extra sort of like things that I'd have to be involved in? And how can I outsource that and find ways for me to remove myself, but for it to still to grow, um, which has really been sort of like a big, big mindset shift. And then also, I realize I'm not even answering the, the, the question at this point, but um, one of the big things that I'll say for myself, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, it might be similar for you as well, is working with a coach has transformed and I, the really interesting thing is I've only been working with um, Robin for about six weeks, two months, maybe. Um, not like together, like either six or eight weeks, doesn't matter. Um, and I've got so much to go yet. And they've only been sort of like small interactions here and there, but just it's flipped a switch. And I think seeing lots of people in that community doing the thing. And this is one thing I'll say to everyone listening to this podcast. Like if you want success in a particular thing, there is a blueprint. There is a path ahead. Like it contains work, 
it contains things that you do have to do to make that happen but there is a way to be successful in the thing that you love and just if you can find that if you can believe in it and if you are willing to do the work and you know sometimes the work sucks and sometimes it's amazing you will find your way to that success and yeah I, I, I just preach that infinitely but so bringing it around my definition of success number one was sustainability um enough income enough product enough reader base what I've done is defined to myself now what enough means um and that's kind of just building a base once I get to that point like I want to grow um one of my real blocks with mindset was I'm not fueled by money and one thing that conversations with you conversations with coaches has kind of helped me reframe is but you want to help people so the more money you have the more people you can help and so rather than focus on the individual bottom line money focus on the impact having that money can have because uh, there's a lot of and we won't obviously go into it we can do it in the next episode <laughs> um <laughs> there's a lot to be said about limiting beliefs and sort of the story of what you've learned from money from from growing up yeah there's a reason why i want the money that i want mm-hmm. right and it's not just to I buy see, stuff yeah. Yeah, no, but it's not. The reason I want the money is because I want to know that I can look after my mum when Mm -hmm. she gets old and that she doesn't have to go in a home. And that's fucking expensive. Yeah. You know, I'm watching my step grandma have care, 24 Mm -hmm. hour a day care. And it is fucking expensive. Yeah. And I want to know that I have enough of a pension to look after me so that my kid doesn't have to look after me when I get old mm-hmm. that needs a lot of money and then I want to leave a legacy for him like so there are re- and and of course having more money frees up more time my time so that I can create more that helps other people so mm-hmm. like <clears throat> yeah having more money money is good money is great yeah money well, is, is energy anyway it's just uh you know it is it is it's just a thing yeah. that comes in it comes out it flows it's an in and out, out, out yeah i am um, the last uh easter half term uh, that i had with the boy i went out and did a bunch of things that for the first time in ages they were like financially guilt-free because there wasn't mm-hmm. like a bill waiting or there wasn't something else like it was it was nice just to be able to go yeah we can like throw 10 quid on like ice creams and stuff like fuck it like or just go to the aquarium and not worry about it like it was it was a really good feeling um you worry um, about money. Yes. Not like two, like on a scale of one to 10, probably about a two or three, but there's always that low level, like oh, okay. make sure that, you know, bills are being paid as, as you should, but I'm not, I haven't yet built to the point where I'm comfortable with, um, what's the word? This is so interesting because I think this is, so I listened to, this is another thing I've really enjoyed. I listened, I've been listening to Simon Hurry, who talks about strengths um, in a different way than Becca Sign. And he was talking about self-assurance. I listened to the self-assurance podcast and there is the, something inside me that knows, that just knows. And <clears throat> yeah, like, I don't know, I, I, I lost, I used to worry about money all of the time. Like mm-hmm. it used to be a constant stress. I'd be like, how are we going to pay our bills? And it's not that I earn so much that you know, I could, you know, if I, ha- if my car completely broke and died, I'd, be, I, I would struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. But also I know that I would find a way. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm getting car. to now. I think Yeah, like, like, I, there's a knowing if you spend a bit of money, well, something else is going to come in. Yeah. I just that's, know. That's definitely where I'm getting to. Um, 
And then one of my other definitions was being in a position to write what I want, when I want to, for who I want to. I am well on that path, obviously, like in August is my final ghostwriting um, deadline. And I've recently started writing a book that is literally just for me. I don't think there's a lot of commercial value to it, but I'm just really enjoying the process. Um, and as I grow activated authors and as I kind of, you know, inflate that raft that, that keeps me afloat, there's definitely like a lot of plans just to write the things that I want to write. Like I'm not like I've got an idea for a commercial series. But at the same time, like I think I'm going to be punctuating that with just novellas that are just mine to write that I put out and just steadily release to my audience. So getting there. Uh, and the final one, build a stable foundation. Again, that's that's well on its way. That is it takes time, man. <laughs> I think really the seed of and I mentioned this a couple of times on this on the show, but the seed of that was um, February 2021 writing everything that I did on the whiteboard. I'm pretty sure. Did I send you that sort of um map of all the things i was doing and then i was just like crossing things out and going nope you don't have time for this nope this is like what are what are the important things and how are they actually going to help push you forward yeah i think you had to send two whatsapp images because it wouldn't fit in one (laughs) (laughs) genuinely yeah there's still so much on there i want to do but i think it really was that reality of i'd hit a saturation point of like i'm trying to do so much and nothing is happening yeah and that's not the case now like I've minimized so much but I'm getting more done because it's focused yep you and me you and me both baby you and me (laughs) both um the other the other question that we asked was what is your biggest achievement to date has that changed at all yeah I don't know why I wrote that like I do know why I wrote that so I wrote the act of writing the lessons that I was learning down because that led to nonfiction right which is my business um I I I definitely think beating my old day job income like it has been has -hmm. been my biggest achievement not just beating it like fucking smashing my way through it like a bull in a china shop the juggernaut that I am and uh long may that continue Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that definitely like Yeah, it it has to be because of the psychological impact it has had on me. Like, I am now going for it, right? And that is, I have not been in that psychological mindset for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, I reflect on this and um, a bit more in the podcast that I do, my annual review podcast, which I really think you should do that on Activated Authors because they're so useful. Um, but yeah, so this is my third one. And I like went back and read the ones and well, like, yeah, read and listened to the ones from two years and one year. Mm -hmm. And I just cannot wait to see where I am in a year's time. Like I'm excited to see where I am. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just the comment you made about the ceiling is just just hit me because when I put, on that vision boards in 2020 earn two and a half round a month like that felt huge and it doesn't anymore yeah yeah like I hit a massive milestone financially in January and I was like oh my god like I don't think I've ever had that much money in my account let alone in one go like and and I was just like if I can do this what else can I do what is that new ceiling like Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. much of it is mindset so much of it yeah um my my biggest achievement to date was having worked on self-development and building my mindset over 
the years that I was writing because and I still kind of I, I I still do say that is some of the the, the biggest things I've done because I I 100 would not be where I am without having done that because the mindset then it wasn't even just in the writing it was in personal life as well and helping me get to um just just where I am headwise today and it's it, it's one of those things that I sometimes take for granted now because I've been doing it for so long that like you know I had <laughs> I had a coach uh, a, a call with the coaching community that I'm a part of um and one of the questions I asked people were sort of giving the very sort of base advice on like mindset things and I'm sat there going like like this is useful but at the same time like I know this this was like some of the first stuff I learned like I really I wanted sort of like a deeper conversation about it um and it just it just wasn't there at that point but self-development is massive there's a reason that outside of writing stuff I listen to mindset and development and psychology and finance and business and all that kind of stuff because you if you life. yeah it's not like building a business isn't about the business it's about you as a person what you're capable of, what you can build, and also how you can serve the people you're trying to build. So, you know, at the end of the day, and I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I think there might potentially be um, a book in there from me at some point. Um, and I'll, I'll give it out on here as a spoiler, as a treat for the last last episode. But my my current formula for life, if you can understand these three things in various ways, then you'll be happy, is people, money, attention. Attention being synonymous with time. Like, if you can understand people, people are in everything that you do. Like whether you're walking down the street, whether you're in a shop, whether you're working with people, if you can understand people, that gives you a head start. If you can get your head around money and how it works, because obviously, although money isn't everything, we still need money to operate in the world that we live in. And then attention, or as I say, synonymous with time, like it's, you need to know what you're doing with your time and also where you're focusing your time, because every decision that you make to do a thing is making a decision to do it, to not do a million other things. Yeah. And that's kind of where my head's at on that a lot. So yeah just development is still it's still one of my biggest achievements and i think adding to that as something a bit more tangible buying this house is probably one of my biggest achievements mostly because i promised myself that i would do it in a year i moved away from my son in order to do that but still like worked my ass off to make sure that i was connected and that i saw him on the regular which was a lot of driving um and as i say i now I'm now stable in a house for the first time in however many years. I, I I moved when I was 16. I lived in that house for two years. I was in, in a different house each year for uni for four years. And I was in another house for a year and a half. And then I was in one house for six years. But there's a lot into that that I won't get into. Um, and then I've moved into like three different houses in the last three years. And now I'm at a point where I can be like, oh, I'm fine here. I can, I can stop. And that uh, lack of having to worry about anything move wise is now letting me think of other things and free up a lot of headspace so yeah that and actually doing the thing that i said i was going to do very very happy with that so final question i guess as, as part of this to wrap it up what's next sasha so <clears throat> i'm finishing a non-fiction book called the anatomy of a bestseller uh and i hope that will be done by the end of next week maybe i don't know uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, my my aim is to have it done at the end of next week, but um, it sort of depends how much hunting, for examples, I have to do. Um, and then I will be working on some fiction. I am about, about partway through a, a course on enemies to lovers, the trope. 
Um, I will be doing another nonfiction book this year. I will be doing more fiction this year. Um, and I think you will start to see the rate of my production increase. You think? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I want to be realistic because let's be honest, I've had COVID, the kids had COVID twice. I, I dislocated my kneecap. My wife's had COVID. We've had <laughs> a lot of things go on this year so far. So you never say never. I, I'm me and the weird universe. Year. Yeah, weird year, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just being nice and calm and whispering in the corner, hoping that and giving the universe some side eye to make sure nothing's going to come and side slam me anymore. Um, but yeah, I think because I am cutting out so many things that um, I, I think the production will increase. I'm really tunnel vision, vision tunnel visioned visioned visioning yeah anyway i am i am narrowing my vision i am focusing <laughs> on what needs to get done and uh i think good things are coming yeah I, I don't want to say any of the other stuff that i'm not ready to say what yet. about the thing yeah that's the that's the stuff i can't talk about <laughs> oh but the thing come on it's the final episode <laughs> what's coming for you <clears throat> oh so my focus really is on because it shifted and, and we know this. So when we first started this podcast, I was all fiction, everything, fiction, everything, fiction, everything, fiction. And I still love the fiction. I still want to write the fiction. But my my view on fiction for multiple reasons, not the least because my fingers have been consistently painful for a year and a half now, um, has slowed my rate of production. But what really is next for me is I'm going to build activated authors to be a force to be reckoned with um it's in in a space that i think is still quite niche within the author community um i have a lot of plans to build resources within that to make that sort of um synergize with the non-fiction books that i'm writing and really just funneling value into the membership that people have as, as part of activity authors um growing my coaching in a way that aligns with the kind of work that I want to do um, and helping authors is a massive part of that and then like just working on my craft and just getting back into the habit of writing a little each day and again working on the projects that I want to work on because I found that in just deciding and we've covered this a lot of times but it's easy to forget but just in deciding to start writing this book the last couple of days it's just been flowing from my fingers um, and everything else has shifted out of the way as I as I write this story that, like, for me, needs to be written on a number of different levels. Um, but yeah, like sticking with the author space, serving the authors in the author space, growing activated authors um, and really trying to carve a niche within the sort of author life slash mindset side of of being an author. Because, I mean, the community over there, like everyone involved fits in such a, a weird way that it's it's kind of beautiful and like it's if there's anything I've taken away from going to the non-fiction space it really has been actually having the support of this community behind me um and knowing that I'm helping them as well so yeah just a lot more a lot more of that um I will say and this isn't like a, a full promise but I know I tend to start podcasts in the absence of podcasts but I do think that I'm, I'm good with the podcast that I have for now We'll see what happens on the horizon, but 
like managing the Activated Authors podcast now is sort of enough to tickle that itch for me. Um, yeah, I may start another podcast, uh, but it yeah, I don't uh, not anytime soon is that going to happen. Mm. <laughs> I need. I've to learned to think done. before I act. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Twenty-four hour hold, everyone. Twenty-four hour hold. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, that that the podcast that I'm talking about has been in the works for yes. a while. Um, I've had the the website and the logo and the format for some time. I just haven't executed because I hadn't committed to that path. Um, and also, I, I just don't know. I just don't know because there are other things <laughs> that I want outside that the, these, this other place that I just anyway 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 yeah I mean with that we should probably ask the final question of the audience which I think should be along the lines of what has been your your highlight for the next level authors podcast what's been your favorite moment um I guess there's nothing left to say that Sasha Black we leveled up we did we leveled we leveled up baby yeah we did Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah one last time from me Bye-bye, everyone. Best of luck. bye bye Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Activated Authors Podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author Podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. What are you doing? Are you hiding? Yeah, I'm talking to you. It looks like you're talking to your penis. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You hairy little goofball. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss this so much. <laughs>